welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of the Six Overtimes podcast. Chaz Wagner, Scott Wildermuth coming to you again on this Monday night. We are talking with our boy, Anthony Claver again about NBA draft prospects all across the Big East Conference. So, What's going on, Anthony? What is up, gentlemen? How you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I hear that you uh, you were able to take in Wicked this weekend. I did. I was able to take in Wicked. I was not able to take in the St. Snyder's game because it happened at the same exact time. Boring game. So I, yeah. <laughs> Media, so I, um, I got a lot of yeah, I got a lot of texts during intermission about how much uh, of a wimp I am for seeing Wicked instead <laughs> of an, a really amazing football game. So, but it wasn't yeah. just me; it was with my girlfriend. So that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Did you get girlfriend points or or? I got boyfriend points, definitely. I built up some credit, so now Good. I can some bad things and get away with it. Good to go. As long as good holiday presents and going to Wicked, I think you're uh, you're good for a few months, my man. I hope so. <laughs> the key thing here is, uh, based on the Wicked play, hopefully that can translate into your coverage if it helped your analysis and expertise on NBA draft um, talk. So uh, I don't know <laughs> if that can correlate. We're going to cover Jeremy Lamb today, the... Uh, Great sophomore for the UConn Huskies. So, Anthony, give us, um, you know, he is a sophomore. There's a lot of talk about whether he's going to go after this year. Uh, he could stay for junior. But where? Uh, give us the overarching storylines about him and uh, an NBA career. Sure. I mean, um, he really came to light last year during tournament time, kind of as Kimball Walker's uh, sidekick, you know, um, and he really shined. And this year, you know, uh, during the off season, he played in the under-19 USA uh, national team, and uh, he was the leading scorer of that team. The team finished fifth. They kind of disappointed, but um, he really stood out and played well throughout the whole tournament. And um, you know, he's really carried that into the season. He's uh, leading teams, averaging 18.6 points, uh, about like four and a half rebounds, um, an assist a game. So, and he's really, uh, really leading UConn um, in that regard. And, um, yeah, scouts have him in basically the, the lottery um, if he does choose to leave. And, you know, I think if you're in the lottery um, already, you know, in midseason, um, and if he has a really good tournament, he'll only rise. And I, I think he will leave uh, for the NBA after this season. Do you think that's uh, pretty much a foregone conclusion that he'll leave, or do you think that there's really anything else that he could truly prove in his junior season? I really, I don't think so. I mean, he's already won a national championship. He's led UConn. You know, they're, they're having an up and down year. Um, there's a lot of little controversies going on. I know um, uh, there was a freshman that couldn't play in the Notre Dame game. Um, there's, uh, there's some drama, you know, going on in UConn. Um, they're up and down this year. I think it's really time for him to prove that he can make the leap to the next level, which I think he can. And if if Scouts are already talking about him being a lottery pick. Um, I really think it, there's no real reason for him to stay, other than maybe if he wants his education, um, he can be the first in, you know, college basketball player in history to stay for that reason. But I don't, <laughs> I don't see that happening. Do you think so. it has anything to do with 
based on Drummond's move, Andre Drummond, whether he there's speculation that he might come back next year. Will he base his decision upon, okay, Andre Drummond's coming back. I don't want to hear all that talk about Andre Drummond being a top three, even overall number one. I just want to play this year and get uh, you know get in the NBA and get, get my money. You know, it's interesting because, yeah, I was very surprised by that because um, I always assumed that Drummond was a one-and-done guy. And for him to talk about that, he's coming back. Maybe if they disappoint in the tournament, and if, you know, Lamb knows that Drummond's coming back, maybe Lamb will say, hey, you know, let's give this another try, you know, between Lamb and Drummond coming back. You know, if Drummond's a sophomore, Lamb's a junior, you know, that's formidable right there. So um, maybe in that regard that can happen. But I still think, you know, people in his ear, you know, I, if Drummond stays, it, it opens up Lamb to even go higher, I think. I don't see why it wouldn't. So um, I think Lamb... I think Lamb will be entering the draft after the season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that he comes out this season. Um, but what makes him a lottery pick in your mind? Like, what are the talents that he has? I, I know that we've all seen his scoring ability and the way that he plays the game. He can really get the ball in the basket. But what specifically leads you to believe that he can be a top 10, top 5 pick? Right, yeah, he is a natural scorer with three-point range, uh, shooting about 39% from three-point range this year. Um, and it's the way he plays. He's explosive in, in bursts, but he glides on the court all times. His demeanor is very nonchalant, uh, controlled emotions. Um, you know, he has a wingspan that is five, four or five inches taller than he actually is, so he has like a wingspan of almost like a seven-footer, of like a six, eight, six, nine. Tenish. Um, you like that? Yeah, and you know, scouts will love that because you have length of that magnitude. You know, he currently averages a, a steal and a half a game, so he already has the tools really to be an all defensive player to complement that natural scoring ability. Um, you know, he's 20 years old. You know, the sky's the limit for this guy already, and I think that's what the scouts see. They see, you know, a guy who can naturally score and the guy who has the tools to defend if he chooses to defend. And it looks like, you know, he, you know, 1.7 steals a game. Um, he brings on the defensive end. You'd like to see him, you know, bulk up a little bit um, because that's one of the knocks on him is just his physical strength needs to improve with the slim frame. But that will come in time. We've seen people, though, with that slim frame, and, and Tayshaun Prince is someone that really comes to mind, who has really uh, not been – he he's been able to get away with it at the NBA level. Uh, do you think Lamb really needs to get a little bit thicker, a little heavier, or do you think he can really, you know, continue to be this good at, at the NBA level with, you know, his current situation? Yeah, I think Tayshaun Prince is a fine player. He's more of a small forward, six, seven, six, eight, and he's more of an all-around player. Where I think Lamb is quicker and, you know, more of a natural scorer. So I would like to see him, because of his quickness, because of his athletic ability, to really, you know, take it to the basket more. Um, he's only averaging about three free throws a game, but he shoots 85% from the line. So if he can get to the basket more, um, I think that would just open up his whole game. And But in order to get to the basket more, um, I think he would need to bulk up 
take on those seven footers that are coming at him from all angles. Um, and I think he has the ability, like I compare him to a Tracy McGrady type mm-hmm. in that he can score at will. And McGrady, he came out skinny, you know, thin, and then he just worked his way, worked, he just looks more like he developed an NBA body. I think Lamb will develop that body as well. Yeah, he uh, T Mac looked like he he had a was in a slumber every time. I'd say Jeremy Lamb, it's it's after a nap, you know, when he's he's on the court. Um, so no, what? I agree. Out of, of the potential lottery teams that we're looking at, still a lot of the season season to be played out. But what teams will? Um, you know, really attracted to you know Jeremy Lamb is is high on high on their board. Uh, is it Charlotte, New Jersey? Uh, who's really uh, w- would would be a good fit for him? Uh, I think Charlotte would be. Uh, Charlotte is desperate uh, for scoring. I yeah. mean, they have, um, and you know they picked up Corey Maggette, and you know he's already injured. He's not doing anything. And uh, <laughs> they have Gerald Henderson at the shooting guard, um, who's you know decent. Um, Augustine, Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker's going to take over uh, the point guard spot duties right now. He's coming off the bench, but you know I, I can see a, a pairing of the UConn backcourt of Walker and Lamb again um, in Charlotte. Also, Milwaukee, another team desperate for scoring. They're relying on Stephen Jackson. Um, Bogut's a solid player um, down low, but he's in and out um, with injuries. Um, they have Brandon Jennings, I think. Brandon Jennings has actually quietly played well this year. Um, his shooting percentage has risen, and he's not gunning as much as he did in previous seasons. And I think um, a team like Milwaukee can really use a shooting guard like Lamb who can put the ball in the basket. Um, Phoenix, I always think, is, you know, you think of Phoenix, you always think, you know, they're a playoff caliber yeah. team, but not. But that's not really the case this year. Um, you know, Nash is coming to the end of that, that road, but um, they can really use – they have um, uh, Jerry Dudley. Um, he's starting at the small forward spot. They have Grant Hill. But they could really use some infusion of use, and I think who can score. And I think uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Lamb would be that guy. Yeah, the Suns got old real fast. And, uh, real fast. You know, it doesn't look good if you're a Phoenix fan right now. And I think Lamb would be great on that squad just so he can learn a little bit from Nash and – you know, hopefully he gets a little bit more uh, more awake on the court if he could play with that squad. Yeah, I agree. And they have Gortat. Uh, they still run that pick and roll with Gortat, and Gortat's putting up some good numbers. So they have a few pieces, but yes, I think you know, and Lamb would be a good spot there. It's just a matter of you know where he will fall. You know, DraftExpress.com has him at 11. And from the way I see it, it looks like Phoenix can fall in that late top 10, maybe 8 to 10 range. So it, it could be a natural fit. It could happen. So we talked about Tayshaun Prince and Tracy McGrady being uh, two sort of comparables. Are there, is there anyone else that sort of reminds you of who Jeremy Lamb could be or is currently? Yeah, I saw um, – I was just watching Rudy Gay – and, you know, another UConn guy, and he has that similar, UConn Gay, uh, Rudy Gay is, uh, about 6'7", a small forward, but, um, similar style, uh, slasher, can shoot the three, uh, athletic body. Um, I'm looking at Andre Iguodala, who's more of an all-around player, you know, he's improved his outside game tremendously this year. 
um, and he's known for his defense. Um, you know, if Lamb bulks up and uh, he he could be that defensive stopper while also, you know, carrying the load on the offensive end, um, can be that all-around player. He has a good handle. He has the foot speed. Um, the only thing that really could stop him, the real knock on him is right now, is his body. And, and that team's, you know, there was the Rutgers game that really, uh, earlier this season, Rutgers really got to him, bodied him up, really tried to bully him. And I think that's where, the, and that's on tape. So I think other teams are going to try to employ that uh, strategy. Um, and, you know, until he bulks up, I think that's the strategy teams are going to take. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting point. When you said you said body, I was I thought you were going to say body language. Uh, you know, he's not Jay Cutler. It's not like he doesn't give a crap. You know, the look of I don't give a crap what the result of this game is. Is he just that quiet assassin where you know he's got that fire you know in his belly? You know, once has a competitive streak, just doesn't show it, or um. Or is he just that's that's one of the knocks on him? He you know he's not doesn't have that Kobe Bryant fire to him. It's interesting because like I said um, in that Rutgers game, they really bullied him and he got frustrated and he took it out on the defensive end and he fouled out of that game, which is really rare for him. And but the next game he bounced back against West Virginia, had a great game, like twenty eight points, twenty seven points, I think. But he played really well. He bounced back beautifully. And I think that really shows the kind of guy he is. It's not so much the, you know, during timeout, walk, you know, saunters up and down the court. I think it's more of, you know, when the whistle's blown in between the lines, he's going to come, he's going to come give it to you on a nightly basis. And I really don't worry about the demeanor as much as others may. Um, I think if you watch the style of his play, um, you know, he's going for it night after night. So I don't really have a problem with that. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're not sleepy over here at the six overtimes, and, and I think that sort of concludes our look into who Jeremy Lamb is and who he could be at an NBA level, uh, where he could go in the NBA draft, and uh, and sort of what what he's good at, what he's okay at, and, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, you know, you can email us over at sixovertimes at gmail.com and tweet us at sixovertimes. You can find Anthony at blog9450.wordpress.com and on Twitter at 9450blog. Uh, you know, feel free to hit us up. Let us know what you think and uh, if we're totally wrong or if you really agree with us. Peace. <laughs>